It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. After you listen to today's episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, make sure you check out Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us as we wrap out the week. Once again, like the last episode, I'm Chris Russell for now, flying solo. That's because David Harrison's already punched the card, and uh, he has a two-part interview with WUSA 9, And Tegna's Darren Haynes, sports director, Emmy Award-winning sports director uh, for WUSA 9 here in Washington, D.C. So you will hear David uh, and Darren uh, over the remainder of the show. But first, we get you caught up on some news and notes. And of course, we, as always, want to make you guys a part of the show. We thank you for being with us, new and uh, returning listeners, subscribers, for your patronage and for making this one of your choices. Make sure you spread the word. When David is not here, of course, you can, well, you can always interact with him at dharrison82, at dharrison82, the podcast at LockWFTPod, at LockWFTPod, and as well, me on Twitter, at Russellmania621. You can check out uh, David on the Locked on Bucks podcast, BucksNation.com, uh, a part of SB Nation. And as well, you can check out me Monday through Friday with Pete Medhurst on the radio home of the Washington football team. Three to seven, Russell and Medhurst also heard on the Odyssey app and the Team 980 in the Washington, D.C. area. All right, so now that we've Taking care of some business. Again, two-part interview with Darren Haynes coming up with David and Darren together talking all things Washington football and beyond. So a couple of things that we have to get to out of the gate, and that is from a news and notes perspective. Thursday, another practice for the Washington football team and more good news. They got Deron Payne and Brandon Sheriff both off the reserve COVID-19 list. Now, based on the timing of both, it... it, it would seem absolutely impossible that both were non-vaccinated and therefore a positive test. It appears very much that both were close contact tracing through the kinetics device and not a positive test. Because again, if they were a positive test and they were unvaccinated, they would have to be out for a minimum of 10 days, kind of like Lamar Jackson. Uh, so, and who's going through that a second time. 
So we believe that Deron Payne and Brandon Sheriff were just close contact. It does not mean that they were vaccinated. It just means that they were close contact as opposed to testing positive. So in the last couple of days, Washington has been able to get guys like DeShazer Everett, Matt Ioannidis, uh, young defensive back Chris Miller, Deron Payne, Brandon Sheriff off of the various lists reserved COVID-19 uh, and other lists. They got Cornelius Lucas back the other day. They are starting to get a little bit healthier, which obviously is good news, both from a COVID sense and from a, in general, guys are able to practice sense, right? Um, Curtis Samuel is still on the COVID-19 list as of Thursday night. That may change Friday afternoon. The Washington football team is holding their Friday night football practice at FedEx Field, 7 o'clock Eastern time on Friday evening. Now, uh, I will be there broadcasting live with my radio co-host, Pete Medhurst, Russell and Medhurst, the Team 980, and the Odyssey app, which is also how you can listen to this podcast uh, via, again, the Odyssey app. So make sure you check us out. There we'll be broadcasting from FedEx Field uh, and then obviously going to the practice afterwards, which again starts at 7 o'clock. All the tickets are claimed. Doesn't mean 20,000, 25,000 actually are going to be in the house, but I mean, they'll have a nice crowd there. Uh, all the tickets are claimed. They've been long gone. They're not available, so you can't get them at this point. Um, they're going to have 20,000 or so general admission tickets and 5,000 premium, uh, premium uh, and reserve tickets uh, in, you know, for, uh, for fans that have uh, premium seating and all that good stuff. So uh, you have that going on. Again, the football team getting a little bit healthier uh, and a really cool event. Remember, They've been practicing all this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and now Friday night. So they're going to have Saturday off. Uh, and then, of course, the preseason opener is now less than a week away next Thursday night or this Thursday night in Foxborough in New England. So they won't practice like Wednesday morning. You know, so basically they'll have a couple of practices to get ready for that particular game. Uh, and then they will head off to Foxborough and take on Bill Belichick. And the New England Patriots can't imagine you'll see a lot of Cam Newton. However, you probably will see a lot of rookie first round pick Mac Jones. All right, coming up next, Darren Haynes, WUSA 9 with my co-host David Harrison. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell here to celebrate freedom of choice. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors well, you're kind of missing out. They're really yummy. Coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite isn't even listed on this particular list, peanut butter brownie. I've got a box of that. I've got a box of the chocolate orange uh, and a box of the cookies and cream waiting for me uh, in my healthy snacks closet, which I need to visit more often if you smell what the uh, rooster here is cooking. All right, so what's great about Built Bar is they taste like a chocolate bar. They're soft, easy to chew, 100% covered in chocolate, but they're really healthy for you. Only four to five grams of sugar, calories ranging from 130 per bar to 180, 17, 18 grams of protein per bar, and only four to five net 
carbs. So it's very important if you're doing the low carb thing, which I'm always trying to do. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever combo you'd like. And Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. With the summer games wrapping up in Tokyo, go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is Chris Russell with you now. I mentioned David Harrison caught up with WUSA 9 sports director and reporter Darren Haynes for his perspective. He's been out at training camp, uh, both in Richmond and at the park. So here is part one of that conversation. I appreciate you joining us here on the show. Hopefully the first of many with our new relationship now that the Locked On Podcast Network is owned by Tegna and uh, we're working hand in hand with WUSA 9. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, ha- I'm happy to be here, man. Let, let's rock and roll. I, I, you know, obviously Washington football team's trending in the right direction. So th- there's a lot to talk about, a lot of good stuff. Absolutely. And and yeah, speaking of things that are not so good, but getting better as we speak, actually, the, the top storyline, it seems like this week really has been COVID-19. Unfortunately, uh, Ron Rivera, of course, recently voiced his frustration uh, about the low percentage of the team that was vaccinated. And then at its highest number, seven players on the reserve COVID-19 list. My understanding is at least one of those has come off, if not two. I think Matt Ioannidis was in uniform. Not sure if he was cleared uh, quite yet. What do you make of everything that's happening across the league regarding COVID-19, obviously the, the, the rise of this Delta variant and kind of how, you know, people are kind of starting wondering, are we really going backwards? Masks are starting to come back on. Vaccinations, unvaccinated players are, are all in the news. Um, and we've actually been asked this as well. So I'll, I'll ask this question to you. Do you think Ron Rivera crossed a line when he kind of publicly voiced his frustrations the way he did about how, uh, how many players they had unvaccinated? Uh, no, I, you know what? I think Ron Rivera, as a head coach, did the job he was supposed to do and and hold people accountable. I mean, let's just make it very, very clear that they can't force their players to get vaccinated. But there is a clear difference in regards to what a, an NFL team can do and the access they can have and how much better they can be when their players right. are vaccinated. And, you know, you practice all you know, 365 days of the year from the lifting weights to the OTAs and mini camps and stuff like that, all for you to win a Super Bowl to win games. And if you if you're already at a disadvantage where you can't do X, Y and Z things because you're not vaccinated and you're the head coach where, you know, I mean, you know, plain and simple. If you don't win games, your head coach is going to get fired. So he needs his players to follow along and uh, and do what they need to do to put their team in the best position. So I have nothing against Ron Rivera doing that. I think Ron Rivera is basically one of millions of people that are in the United States that are trying to, you know, tell people get vaccinated. If you want things to get back to normal, you got to get vaccinated. Um, you know, but obviously it's, it's a personal choice with everybody. So you can't force that on anybody, but if you are a person who wants to perform at your highest ability, and that's either, you know, our job or in the NFL, what what we're talking about right now, like the Washington football team, you want to perform at the best of your ability. You got to get vaccinated 
because you're going to be held back from doing a lot of things if you don't. Yeah, I think we agree with you there. Emmy winning sports director and anchor for WSA nine there in Washington, DC on Twitter at Darren M Haynes joining me here at the lots on Washington football team podcast. Uh, and Darren, so COVID getting better, you know, again, as of uh, Tuesday, the numbers have gotten better as far as how many players are vaccinated. So hopefully uh, this is going to be a preseason training camp problem and not creep into the regular season. We'll, how, we'll see how those things go. But something that uh, we've been doing here on the Locked On Watch Football Team podcast this week is talking with other teams, hosts of their, their Locked On podcast network shows. And of course, we're all talking quarterbacks because every single team in this division has questions at the quarterback position. So let's talk about our quarterback position. Ryan Fitzpatrick has played a lot of football, but he's never led a team to the playoffs. What do you make of Fitzpatrick as the presumed starter here in 2021? And do you think he's capable of taking Washington back to the postseason for a second year in a row? All right. So I'm going to split Ryan Fitzpatrick into two different categories. Uh, you know, because on paper, let's just be real, like you just mentioned before, not leading a team to the to the playoffs. You're going to get the Fitz magic, and then you're going to get the Fitz tragic. Yeah. Uh, that's that. The numbers don't lie. That's just he, he makes a lot of big plays, and he also throws a lot of picks. Just like he, you know, he's he's thrown some picks during training camp, uh, mm -hmm. where, where we saw some of the the the, the Fitz tragic. Uh, but the thing of, about Fitz magic or, or Ryan Fitzpatrick is is the fact that this is he has the keys to the car. I, I listen you. You can say there's a quarterback competition with Taylor Heineke, um, but there's not. It, it, he has the keys. Ryan Fitzpatrick has the keys to the Maserati. It's up, it's up to him to lose that particular position. Mm -hmm. And so on the flip side of that, on the other side, what I want to explain is that I think this Washington football team got better getting Ryan Fitzpatrick. All love to what Alex Smith did last year. But remember, we didn't get really the Alex Smith that we were so used to watching during his career. Right. Um, he wasn't able to do what he was normally able to do. Um, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be able to do more than what Alex Smith was able to do. I mean, you can just put this on, on the board. He's going to run better than Alex Smith. So mm -hmm. when there's a time that he has to scramble, it's not Aaron Donald, you know, jumping on his back like he like what happened to Alex Smith last year. At least Ryan Fitzpatrick can at least scramble and, and get a first down. So that's something you're adding into it. And you already have a lot of these offensive pieces that is that that was a team that made the playoffs last year. So this is going to be an upgrade where I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be a perfect, uh, should I say, bridge for the Washington football team this year to get back to the postseason. But I do firmly believe that Ryan Fitzpatrick is basically like rent. We're kind of just like it's like a blockbuster video. Like we're just we're renting this VHS tape just for like one year before we return them back because we're not trying to buy. We're not trying to buy the Ryan Fitzpatrick movie. We're mm -hmm. just trying to rent them. Um, so after this year, he does what he does. And maybe we can get a, a quarterback that we can that can lead this team for many years after that. Uh, but right now, he, he he patches up this team pretty well to fill in for what Alex Smith did. Yeah, I, I like the way you put that. Definitely. And speaking of upgrades, there are some there are plenty of new faces on this team uh, to go over. But if you had to pick one, if I, if I push you in a corner and say there has to be one new newcomer to this Washington football team roster, that's not Ryan Fitzpatrick that you think is going to be the most impactful on whether or not this team uh, is successful this season. Who would you who would you identify in that case? A, a newcomer, though. Yeah, a, 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 I can't. Can I? Can I? Can I get somebody from last year that was new? That, that I think, but a, a newcomer. See, the thing. The thing with me is is like, I, I'm I'm in, I'm a little bit different when it comes to guys who are, are straight out of college. Mm -hmm. Like I, I I I don't get my hopes up. You know, Chase Young was just happened to be Chase Young, and he just made an immediate impact. Uh, right away, but 
gosh, the, uh, I mean, I can I can say Jamin Davis. I mean, but he's a first round pick that they brought in. And, yeah. and, and I guess I'm going against your, your, your question here because I've always been leaning on this guy, even though he's already showed us a little bit what he can do, it is Antonio Gibson. Like, I, I still go back to me because I'm a former running back. I've never played in the NFL, but I played college ball. Mm-hmm. And you got to learn that particular position. It doesn't come overnight. And the guy, Antonio Gibson, the way he played so well last year, because you remember, dude, he was a receiver right. at Memphis. And for him to come into the NFL and run the running back position, I can only imagine the leaps and bounds he's going to make this year. You know, the turf toes getting better for him and stuff like that on what he can do now that he has even more weapons in the receiving core that can at least, you know, make the defense not try to just stop the run. Like, I feel like this will be a breakout year bigger than what he had last year. So that so I apologize. I didn't go for like the newcomer. I mean, I can say Jamin Davis, but I, I really feel like Antonio Gibson, we're going to really see this guy be a breakout guy. No, hey, great, great content, no matter how you shape it. So uh, speaking of Jam- Jamin Davis, obviously coming over in the NFL draft uh, in the Washington football team draft class, I mean, on social media anyway, and, you know, fans can be kind of a fickle bunch, but a, a mixed bag of reactions. I do want to get your thoughts on the draft class overall. For our listeners who don't have the draft class memorized, real quick, run it down. First round, Jamin Davis, linebacker, Samuel Cosme, the offensive tackle out of Texas in the second round. Benjamin St. Juice, the cornerback out of Minnesota, along with Deami Brown, the wide receiver out of North Carolina in the third. John Bates, the tight end from Boise State in the fourth round. They took Derek Forrest, the safety out of Cincinnati in the fifth. Sixth round was Cameron Cheeseman, long snapper out of Michigan, seventh round. William Bradley King, defensive end out of Baylor. Shaka Tony, uh, defensive, out of, at a, defensive end out of Penn State, who my co-host Chris Russell is incredibly excited about. And Dax Mill, wide receiver I, I out of BYU. Go ahead. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, so what do you what are your overall thoughts on the on the draft class? And there you go. I mean, is there a guy that you're really excited to see uh, kind of develop on this team in year one? So, so you're men- mentioning a guy like Shaka Tony. I think a guy like Shaka Tony was a guy who, for some reason, he he slipped in on the draft board. But but what he did at Penn State and it should have been drafted higher. I think he he will be one of those sleeper guys that can really provide a lot for this particular defense um, at the at the DM position. When you say like a guy like you know, Chase Young or Montez Sweat goes out. I mean, he can fill that void right away. I really feel like he is that sleeper. And 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 I and I spoke to Shaka Tony as well. And when I when I was seeing him at the the hotel when we were in Richmond, I, I kind of gave him that look. I was like, "Good luck today during training camp." And I pointed to my head, sort of like, "I know where your mind is at," because he's pretty pissed off that is that that he went so high. Well, should I say late in the draft? Um, so he has that mindset where he's trying to prove people wrong. Uh, on why he was yeah. drafted so late. One of the things that that already upset him as well was the fact that they 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 picked a long snapper before him. <laughs> you know, it came in season. So yeah. so so these are all things that he's putting in his bag on on on, on and ways that he's going to go to training camp and try to prove people wrong. I love that. My other thing is this, even though he's as, as, every once in a while he's getting his butt kicked during training camp mm-hmm. is is uh Cosme. Mm-hmm. Sam Sam Cosme out, out of Texas. And I mean, let's pray for that guy because, you know, because every think about it, every single practice, every snap. And it's not like he had that experience when he was in college, but he's got to face a Montez Sweat or a Chase Young every single practice. Oh, pray for that guy. (laughs) But the thing about him is he's going to get some of the best defensive ends in the league. And when he goes and and starts, you know, a a right tackle week one, week two, week three. 
he's probably not going to go against a guy like a Chase Young or a Montez Sweat every single day. So he's going against the best and he's going to be ready. So I feel like a guy like Sam Cosme will be that guy who fills that void and will be really good right away. And and you'll kind of forget about that Morgan Moses was, was even on the team. All right, once again, that is part one of uh, Darren Haynes, WUSA 9, Tegna's own, uh, and sports director at, uh, again, Channel 9 here in Washington, D.C. with David Harrison. Coming up, part two. That's next, right here, as we wrap up the week. Locked on, Washington football team. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we put a bow on this particular week and this particular episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast with the second part of Darren Haynes and David Harrison. Yeah, a lot of excitement surrounding a lot of players. A lot of hope around Sam Cosby. I, I like the point that you make there. There has been some talk about him struggling in training camp, uh, but then pointing out that, well, look at who he's facing as a second-round yeah. offensive lineman. I mean, cut the cut, cut the kid some slack here. Let's give him a minute to get his NFL feet wet uh, before we start calling him a bust yet. And I don't think anybody's calling him a, bet, a bust just yet. Uh, but lots of reasons to be confident, lots of reasons to be excited. Uh, like I said, a lot of upgrades across the roster and then just the defensive power that they already had. Uh, being together for another year, having a full training camp, all those things. But it can't all be good news, right, Darren? So if there's a part of this roster or this team that gives you some concern heading heading into 2021, where is it? Uh, we just got to go back to the quarterback position. Um, obviously, what we mentioned before, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Patrick, like which which guy are we going to get? What if Ryan Fitzpatrick really struggles this year? Then you have Taylor Heineke come in. And don't get me wrong, I love what Taylor Heineke did during that Tampa Bay playoff game. But really, we don't have a long list of experience for Taylor Heineke. Um, so what happens if Ryan Fitzpatrick really struggles or he gets hurt? Or you know, who do we, you know, Kyle Allen is already, mm-hmm. you know, nursing uh, his, in, his surgically repaired uh, ankle. So it's so that that's one concern for me because it's it's like, OK, we're trying to fill this void with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But what if Fitzpatrick does not work out? Where do we go from here? Could a Taylor Heineke, a guy who even he mentions to this day that that, you know, he wants to play a game and not get hurt. Um, so what if he gets hurt? So that's that's one of my biggest concerns. I'm not worried about the receiver position. I know they're going to do what they do. The offensive line, I feel like they sort of upgraded their their, their O-line. I love Charles mm-hmm. Leno on the left hand, uh, on the left tackle side. He's a veteran that can do really well. So I'm not worried about that. And I don't even need to talk about anybody on the defensive side. I think the defensive side has upgrade, upgraded themselves, even though they're one of the best in the league already. Um, so it's really just that quarterback position that I'm worried about. And I know Washington is worried about it as well because, I mean, Brian Fitzpatrick is not your long-term option. Right. Um, so so that's, that's, my, that's my position or my area that I'm a little bit concerned with going into this season. 
Locked on Washington football team podcast joined by WSA nine sports director and anchor Darren Haynes on Twitter at Darren M Haynes. Uh, Darren, great stuff diving into the roster, some of the upside, some of the downside, a little bit of the concerns going on, uh, but let's get kind of the total picture and get some predictions on record. I know a lot of people have kind of cringe sometimes making these predictions because, you know, the NFL uh, is so great at, at making everybody look really wrong with their, with their predictions. But uh, again, trying to put you on the spot here. Where do you think the Washington football team stacks up in the NFC East? Is is the return of Dak Prescott really going to just elevate the Dallas Cowboys back to the top of this division? Is Daniel Jones going to put it back together with the New York Giants or the Eagles? I, I mean, I don't know. Is everybody just sleeping on the Eagles for no reason? Or do you think that Washington can repeat as division champs here? I Honestly, I really feel like the Washington football team can repeat as NFC East champions. I, I, I really firmly believe that. And, and I... I don't want to get my hopes up, but I really feel that a lot of just the, the culture change. I mean, when you go to practice and I've gone to some of, some of the practices when Jay Gruden was there, I mean, the energy and the confidence with this team is totally different, mm-hmm. totally different. And then on paper, they, they have the pieces to win the NFC East if the NFC East is as bad as it was last year. Um but I really feel that it could be a tight battle. I don't think they're going to lose to the Giants like they did before. Um, but I really feel this is going to be a team. And I and I, you didn't you didn't ask for my full season prediction. But I think this team can win eleven games this year. Nice. Really feel like this team can win eleven games. It's it's mine. You know, obviously they're playing more games now. But it's still like if you take away the the extra game, that's ten wins. Um, I I really feel like this team will be one of those teams to beat this year. I really firmly do. Absolutely. And I mean, and let me ask let you, me, if, let me, oh, wait, let me, let me knock on wood real quick. <laughs> All right, we're good. Yeah. Good call. And then let me ask you a quick follow. I mean, you know, again, a lot of people are assuming the Dallas Cowboys are just going to come back and, and everything's going to go back to normal ish or whatever. And they're just going to be the top of the division. But do you even think the Dallas Cowboys are the second best team in the NFC East? Or do you give the giants a little bit of credit for having upgraded as well during this off season? I think the Giants are going to be the the biggest threat for the Washington football team. I listen. I, I'm not a Dallas Cowboys hater, but I'm going to be one now. Every single year, and I've covered Dallas before. Everybody gets their hopes high, and they figure they have all these pieces to be this great particular team. And some way, shape, or form, everything just comes crashing down. Um, you know, maybe with Dak Prescott, you know, c- coming back and and he can maybe change some things. But I'm not worried about the Dallas Cowboys offense. I'm still kind of suspect in regards to their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like that team that's going to be in second place of Washington that will be the biggest threat will be the New York Giants, um, especially with their running back coming back. I, I feel it's going to be the New York Giants. Yeah, and I, I honestly believe with, I, I agree with you. I believe that as well, and I think a lot of people outside of uh, maybe you and I might be a little bit surprised by that. Because they're, they're probably Dallas Cowboy fans. <laughs> probably, you know I mean? even if they're the hidden Dal- Cowboys fans, yeah. Dallas Cowboy, the Dallas Cowboy fans are, are, are thinking they're going to the Super Bowl every year. But when was the last time they've been to the Super Bowl? Some of the, you know, <laughs> half the world probably wasn't even alive yet. Right. It's been it's been a very long time since Dallas has been uh, playing at the end of the season. So if Washington's winning the division, if they're obviously going back to the postseason, where do you think they stack up in the NFC now in the playoff race? Looking at teams like obviously the Buccaneers. I mean, the New Orleans Saints lost Drew Brees, so they're going to fall off a little bit. Seattle with Dangerous out there, Aaron Rodgers back with the Packers. Who knows how that whole thing is going to develop over the year? Where do you think Washington stacks up amongst uh, NFC playoff teams? So that's a, that's a great question, and the way I kind of break it down is is sort of looking at their schedule. They're, you know, their, their schedule is not easy at all this year. 
And and I and I I feel like when you look at a team like I feel like they're going to lose to Green Bay. I do think they're going to beat the Saints because because you know Drew Brees is is not there. But I mm-hmm. feel like they can beat Tampa Bay, and I'm only going by because of the matchup in the in the playoffs. I get it; they're the defending Super Bowl champions. Tom Brady's coming back and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like Washington was literally they they almost beat them if you think about it. Um, so so if I had to stack them up in regards to the whole NFC. Yeah, I don't think they can beat Seattle. Uh, excuse me, not Seattle. Um, well, yeah, no, I, I don't think they can beat a team like, like, like Seattle. So that that puts them behind them. Um, that's tough looking at the the, the entire picture. Um, but I do feel like maybe Washington will probably be maybe the second or third best team in the NFC. I can't okay. believe I just said that. Did I just say that? <laughs> you did just say did that. Did I just yeah. say is that? You know, this is, is that this is not on the record, is it? Is this? <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely is, and it will absolutely be blasted out uh, on our <laughs> podcast feed and, and be written up for WSA9.com as well. Um, so, Darren, I mean, a lot of, of measuring stick games on this on this schedule here for, for the Washington football team in 2021. I mean, you mentioned, you know, the Chiefs and the Bucks. I mean, the, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Bills, definitely not going to be an easy road for the team. But I think a lot of confidence uh, surrounding the team, and I think it's a lot of confidence that it's earned. I do want to ask you this, though. Looking at a copycat league, the Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers played kind of three measuring stick games last regular season, uh, the Chiefs, Saints, and then the Packers, obviously the Saints twice. So that's four games in total. They lost all but one of them but still became Super Bowl champions. But I can tell you from my time covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that when they lost those three games out of those four, there were a lot of Buccaneers fans who kind of got on the ledge and almost jumped into draft preparation and stuff like that. <laughs> Looking at these measuring stick games for Washington, look at you know the Buffaloes, Buccaneers, Chiefs, all that. Do you think that Washington football team fans need to kind of come into this understanding that your team can lose like three out of those four measuring stick games and Correct. still be successful? Or do you think this team needs to win two or three of those in order to build their own confidence? No, I think this is already a, a point of time where everybody's kind of confident on their particular team. But I think kind of going through the schedule, I, I think I, I think I had either Washington starting off like four and one. Because I think they'll beat the Chargers, they'll beat the Giants. I believe they'll lose to Buffalo. So that's three mm-hmm. and one. They'll beat Atlanta uh, for oh, so five and one. So I think so I think Washington's going to start off the season five and one. And that big measuring stick on how good they'll really be, even though I, I, I picked them to lose, is when they host the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's where I feel like that's where they have that struggle where they lose like Kansas City, where they lose the Green Bay. I think they'll beat Denver, whatever. Um, and then I think they'll beat like Tampa Bay. But that will be during the, that streak where they'll have that big test against Kansas City, uh, where then they're no, they're five and two, and then they'll be five and three. That'll be the, that testing moment, just like you're mentioning, like with, with Tampa Bay, where they'll lose a few games where they'll be tested. Um, but the good part about it is it's going to be early in the season to be able to bounce back. And then as that season ends, I mean, you look at all those divisional games that are all winnable games where this team can end on a, end on a high note, where that's why I think this team can finish 11 and six. Absolutely. Great stuff from you, Darren Haynes. On Twitter, at Darren M. Haynes. Again, nine-time Emmy-winning sports director and anchor for WSA 9 in D.C. Darren, greatly appreciate you joining us here on the Lots of Watch Football Team podcast. Looking forward to talking to you again, hopefully before the season starts and then as the season uh, progresses. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, once again, that's going to wrap up this particular episode. Actually, before we exit stage left, we do need to point out, we do need to point out uh, that Kirk Cousins has, uh, the former Washington football quarterback, 
just was activated himself off the Vikings reserved COVID list. He was a close contact, uh, and he has basically admitted, without admitting it, that he is unvaccinated and that he has made a personal choice uh, and all that, while saying also that he'll do anything for the team, but he's going to apparently build a glass bubble uh, so that he could be in the meeting room and be vigilant about all the COVID protocols. While that's going on, you have Dwayne Haskins, playing in the Hall of Fame game for the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday night, looking okay, Uh, and Robert Griffin III with a new job at ESPN. So a lot of ex-Washington football team quarterback news. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on LOWFT. Thanks for being with us all week. I'm Chris Russell for David Harrison. Make sure you guys check out our... Twitter feed at LockedWFTPod, and as well, our voicemail line. Make sure you give that a jingle if you want to be a part of the show. we got a couple built up, which we will get to next week. Once again, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us all week right here. And me. and, And my son Tyler on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.